Hey, Zach here, and before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that you can actually grab the recordings of our most recent Facebook and Instagram ads for List Building Bootcamp for just $25. Now, in January of 2024, we hosted a five-day live training where we walked our clients through step-by-step how to set up ads that grow their email list every single day so that they're always growing their business, always growing their audience, and always having new people to make offers to. Now, what's really great about this bootcamp is we have literally dozens of client results from it, and you can get the recordings of that most recent one from January of 2024 for just 25 bucks. All you have to do is head to theadsbootcamp.com. Again, that's theadsbootcamp.com. And you're going to learn step-by-step through how people were able to grow their list. Um, We have incredible results like Zeta, who added 67 leads to her list in just five days at $1.80 a piece, or Nora Jean, who added 62 leads for $1.12 in those five days. We have Brenda, who added over 500 people to her list over the course of a week, under $0.50 a piece. Uh, Heather Lalonde who did over 200 leads at 50 cents a piece. Amy Hughes, who added over 300 leads in a week. I mean, the list goes on and on. And those are just our January testimonials. We have even more than that, plus testimonials from the last seven times we've done this. And we would love to have you in next. So if you head over to theadsbootcamp.com, you can grab the recordings for just 25 bucks. It'll walk you step-by-step through growing your list. And in less than five days, you could have tons of new leads pouring into your list every day, semi-automated with Facebook advertising. So check it out and let's get into this week's episode. This is Not Your Average Online Marketing Podcast, episode number 38. And on this episode, we're talking to Hallie Sherman about how she has a low ticket, high profitability business. And uh, I'm really excited for this episode and I will tell you why once we get into it. Hey, 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 not so average marketers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Now, I mentioned uh, briefly in like two seconds ago how excited I am to have Hallie on the show because um, I met Hallie through a mastermind that I'm in and she, I won't give away too much, but she works with a target audience that isn't spending, you know, two, three, four, ten thousand $10,000 on coaching or courses. And she's been able to generate a really Um, successful business with a high volume, low ticket sales game. And I'm just so excited to have her on the show. So Hallie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Now, like I said, I don't want to give away too much. We are so excited that you're here. We don't do guests a lot, but I reached out to you. Your target market, I'll let you share in a second, but is not the people listening to this show. So you are doing this as a personal favor. So everyone listening should send you lots of love because we really appreciate you doing it just because. Um, But why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, who you serve, what you do, and, and just a little bit about your business as a whole. Sure. So I am actually a speech language pathologist and I work full time in the schools, but I also serve a speech language pathologist in the schools by creating digital resources and trainings and support to help them be better SLPs with more confidence and spend less time freaking out over their lessons and spending more time doing what they love, which is helping their students. So I started this business about 10 years ago as an accident. I can truly say I am an accidental entrepreneur. (laughs) I did not go to business school. Um, I almost failed out of my business class in in undergrad. Um, 
if you asked me 10 years ago, if I'd be doing something like this, I would have laughed in your face. If you said that my face was going to be on social media, I would have been like, <laughs> who is that person? Not me. If you said it, I was going to be presenting in front of large groups of people, I would have said, stop, like hold the phone again. That's not, that's not me. But when I was early on in my speech pathology career, there was not a lot of jobs, especially in New York. I know in other areas, there's a high need for speech pathologists. And I was getting down on myself and I started blogging and people started finding my blogs and saying, Hey, can you create resources? I would buy them from you. I'm like, okay. So I started doing that. And 10 years later, here I am now just offering professional development. I have a membership. I have a virtual retreat. I, I all the, all the things. So I love this. And we're going to dig into all of it. The, the one thing that you said that I really love is you're like, people said, I want this. So I created it. And that is such a big thing that we talk about. Um, in our business is like, just give people what they're asking for, like at an, at an approachable rate. So speaking of that, can you tell us your most expensive offer? Like what's the most someone can spend with you at one time and what it is? So if you buy my annual membership, that's $275. And how much is it a month? $29. Yeah. So, so most people are, correct me if I'm wrong, but most people are spending like $29 a month with you plus resources that they buy. Yes. Yes. So they can buy like a la carte on my teacher's pay teacher store, which everything ranges from three to maybe 10, some $15. I have some bundles, which are resources put together. I think my most expensive bundle is I think $75 maybe. Um, or, or you can spend monthly with me in my membership. Okay. So this, this is where I geek out because we don't have a lot of expensive products in our business. We have a group coaching program, um, which a lot of people are like, that must be how you're making money. But we only take 12 people uh, a quarter. And it's, it's actually a really small segment of our, of our revenue, but your low ticket products are like the mass majority of your revenue. And you're constantly creating new products, which I love. And I want to talk about that too, but can you talk to me about I would love to know, and we did not pre-plan this, but do people often come to you and say like, from the consulting marketing side of things, like, Hallie, why don't you raise your prices? Are you getting that from people? No, not at all. Especially not my audience. They want me to lower it if anything. (laughs) Right. I love that. So for like, as someone who's in, like, you are a very savvy marketer. Like you, you, I know you said you started accidental, but I've gotten to hear you speak and I've gotten to talk to you. And I know you're very savvy at what you do. And how have you kind of like wrapped your mind around being in the room with people who are like, you know, I charge a thousand dollars for my thing, or I charge $2,000 for my thing, or my thing is all high ticket coaching. And, and, you know, your product is 275. I know that you have like that. Cause I've seen you speak. You have like that confidence of like, I know my market. I know what I want, but for people who are like thinking, oh, I really have to be high ticket to like make money. What? What are you saying to people like that who are in various industries who are like, I'm not ready to charge that kind of money or, or even just saying like hearing that they have to raise their prices, right? Because we, I hear that constantly. And I know a lot of people in my audience do. I'm constantly reminding myself, like I'm where my audience was, like I where I am where they want to be. And I was once them. So I know what it's like to be in their position to, you know, spend on things granted, my resources weren't available back then. <laughs> That's why I created them. But um, I realized also, yes, I've been in 
rooms with, you know, in our mastermind and things like that. And people are having more higher ticket items, but I'm making just as much. So the proof is in the pudding. Like they need less sales to make more money, but they need to do much, much more touch points to get that money where a lower ticket item, I don't want to call it impulse buys, but it doesn't require so much touch points. Like someone doesn't need to think about it and like talk to their husband about it. Like I'm going to spend $3. Like they've spent more money at Starbucks. Like let's be real here. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And I think there's also this other side of things. Like I know you're very hands-on with your members, but you're also very, um, and I don't want to give away too much because it's, this is so cool, but you're also very like, you can sell low ticket products and there's not this, um, like drive or like internal pressure to be like, Oh, well, I just sold that. So now I have to do, you know, the private Facebook group and the coaching calls and the live calls. And I have to make sure that everybody feels like they're getting this immense value for this price point. Can you talk to me a little bit about like your thoughts around that? I guess just as a whole, it's like, do you, when you sell a resource, like I think for us in our world, and when I say us, I'm talking like the marketers side mm-hmm. of thing is like, we feel like, well, if it's a thousand dollars, then they better feel like it's worth a thousand dollars. And when you're low ticket, my experience at least has been like, well, I don't feel like that. I feel like I'm giving this incredible product at this incredible price point, And I don't have to like be the business as much. Do you, what do you, what do you think about that? Or do you feel that way? When I price my items, I think about what would I spend? Like think about when you go to a restaurant, like you're looking at the menu, like if you want that steak dinner, you're not going to care that it's $65. You're going to get that steak dinner. If you want that bowl of pasta for only 18, like if that's the mood you're like, that's people are going to just spend what they're willing to spend. Mm -hmm. And I price my items, what I think it is worth. And I'd rather people be surprised and delighted and want to come back for more versus saying like, eh, like I, I want them to also have that quick win. Like if they buy it and don't use it right away, what good is it? Yeah. I love that. And do you find with low ticket products that it's like easier to get that quick win? Cause it's not this big, like hard to digest thing. Yes. But also I think every, every item comes with that touch point of how to use it to get the best result. If you just give it to them and drop off the face of the earth, like they're going to be like, who is that person again? It's going to be in their inbox, in their Dropbox, wherever they put it, and they're going to forget about it. But if you have some touch points after the product sale, where you're helping them utilize it and get that win, whether it's whether a follow-up sequence of emails, whether it's a video, whether it's part of the PDF that has some extra trainings with it, something that gives them that knowledge of, oh, they really do care. And it's something that they'll remember and want to come back to you when you have something else to provide I, to them. I love that because what you're kind of talking about is like treating, even though the the products range from like three to $75 or your membership, you're not treating it like it's a three to $10 product. Mm-hmm. You're treating it like a premium experience of like, you know, you buy it, you get post follow-up, you get the resources, you get the tools to use it. And it, I think it's in our experience, it's like, people are like, this is worth so much more than what I paid. And that is what you're going for in the low ticket game, because then people come back and want mm-hmm. more. And that's how you make more money with low ticket items is not, it costs more money to acquire a new customer than it is to uh, maintain a customer. So if they can just keep coming back the cu- lifetime customer value, 
keep coming back. And it doesn't have to be so like high end, like, yes, in a coaching thousand dollar program, you're going to get on Zoom calls and really do much more intimate stuff. You can't do that because you need more volume when it's a low ticket offer, but you can be creative. I just will share how do I use my digital resource on like a Loom video, post it on my Facebook page, but share it into my membership group. Like it's really for my members, but it's shared on my Facebook page that like people could have FOMO when they see that and say, hey, I want that resource. But I'm also helping my members knowing how to use the resources in my membership. So it's a win win for everyone. It becomes a marketing tool and I'm supporting my members at the same time. Okay, so this is a perfect segue into the question that gets me so excited, which is you're being really strategic in that you, my observation has been that like you don't do anything that's like a one and done. You create stuff that serves multiple purposes. Can you tell us approximately how many hours a week you're putting into your business? Five to 10 ish. <laughs> That's I've so, never really calculated. I'll be honest. That's like, okay. I, I love this. And, um, whatever you're comfortable sharing, like, would you say that it's like a lucrative full-time business or is this like a supplemental side hustle? I don't never, I never know how to answer that question. Cause I okay, always call yeah. it a side hustle because I'm of the time spent yep. that said, I do my revenue is clearly more than my, my full-time yeah. job. Like I'm keeping my full-time job strictly for retirement and healthcare benefits. Like. Okay, cool. So that, that's, that's <laughs> so, what I wanted to get at. So, and, so let's just leave it at that. Yeah, no, that's perfect. So what I really want to highlight is that you are working five to 10 hours a week and you have this secondary stream of income that is lucrative, which I love. And um, guys, please don't bother Hallie and be like, what is it? What is it? What is it? I, <laughs> I promise that I wouldn't pry. Um, because what I really want to get at is that you have gotten so good at systemization and team structure and process and double dipping for lack of a better word, like that example you shared just before that you're keeping your job. This is so cool. I remember you saying this at the retreat because it's got great benefits and you enjoy it. And it allows me to connect with my audience even more. Like it is related to my business. So it's a win-win. I can, I can say to my audience, like, Hey, I'm right there with you. I'm doing evaluations. Like I'm getting nagged by my principal. Like I'm not making it up. I'm not lying. Like I'm really truly in the trenches with them. At the same time, I had to learn the hard way where I was burning myself out and not able to scale the way I wanted to by doing it myself. So yes, I've had to hire, I've had to fire, I've had to replace people left me because I was overworking them, all, all the things. Um, that said, now I'm finally on a role where I can meet with my team every Monday, say, this is the agenda for the week. And by Friday, I know all the items are complete. Yeah. This is so cool because I think what really struck me, you did a presentation on our mastermind about how you're working these short hours and having a really productive business while maintaining a full-time job that you enjoy, which I just think is so stinking <laughs> cool. Because I think a lot of people, we think about online business and we think, oh, I've got to do you know that $2,000 product and then I have to show up for it. And now like I'm working nights and I'm working weekends and I'm trying to make it work when you just started very humble beginnings where 
you just said like, I'm just going to create what people want and I'm going to do it in a way that serves my capacity. And then you evolved into team and systems that essentially run. I mean, cause you do so much and we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but they run this full-time business and it's full-time and it's supporting livelihoods and people and you are set up in a way that you're not overworked twice over. Yeah. yeah, It's all about thinking smarter and not harder. Like I always say to like my grad students, like bees will get you like the degree. Like it doesn't have to be a plus work. Like it's done is better than perfect. Like all the sayings, like, so good. and there's so many tools out there now, especially compared to when I began, like to streamline and automate like it doesn't have to be like there's certain things that like need to be you and there's other ways that like it could appear to be you and it doesn't always have to be you can train people to give them canned responses it it, it, it is okay like we email customer support of target and i'm not talking to the ceo of target and it's really okay like i get over it so yeah so that's really good i want to dive into that for a second like you have done a really great job of creating team structure where can, I don't even want to give it away. Can you just talk to us a little bit about how you structured um, the fact that you create a lot of resources? So the first place that my mind goes when we have this conversation is I go, okay, this sounds great, but you're working five to 10 hours a week and you've got hundreds of resources. How are you setting up your team and yourself to essentially be a content creation machine without working more hours. Cause I know for me, like even the thought of a podcast is like a two to three hour commitment, even though there's 25 minute recordings. So how are you just like this content machine, not just you, but as a business templates and systematizing things. So like I made figure what, two, 300 resources on my own in seven years. And then I finally realized, oh, this is the layout that I like. These are the fonts I like. This is the clip art that I like. And guess what? By me having templates and having similar layouts, it's now branded and someone else can replicate it for me and just tweak things and change things up. So I just ask, I hire uh, ghostwriters and content creators who take my look, take the content and boom, put it together. Even my podcast, like it takes me 10 minutes to record a podcast because it's all the same flow. I just try to do as many things that are just like rinse and repeat. Even my promotions, rinse and repeat. Let's do the exact same thing. Why change something that's not broken? If my team could just take an image, change the date on it and post it again and not have to go crazy, it gets the job done. So as many things as you can clone like literally clone like on kajabi or whatever like that's that gets the job done so why not do that and there's something so beautiful about that which is you know the most entrepreneurs we say things like oh i could never outsource xyz i could no one could write a blog the way that i can write a blog or no one can you know there are certain things like you are the face of the business you record your podcast totally get that but then some of us are like oh no one could you know, create an amazing sales page like I can, or no one can do X, Y, and Z. And there's something so beautiful about the fact that like you've built this thriving business because your ego says somebody else can do it. (laughs) Like that's just so beautiful. And I think if you're clear on your premise and your promise and your messaging, you make a loom video, you put it, give it to someone else and they can do the same thing and probably better because that's what their one thing that they're focusing on. Yeah, that's so amazing. So 
Can you talk to us like for those who are listening to this going, okay, first off, I've talked to you guys a lot. If you're listening about low ticket, like I love low ticket. I think it is a really smart way to go. I think it pads your business. I think it makes you more accessible to more people. You talked briefly about how you work with SLPs, uh, speech language pathologists who don't have this unlimited spend, right? In the entrepreneur world, we're like, oh, $1,000 course, but I'm going to 10X my money. And and SLPs just aren't going to do that because that's not what the resources are for. What would you say to someone who is kind of putting up that that wall, that letting that ego kind of creep in saying, well, this is great, Holly, but you started 10 years ago with a blog and blogging's not the same. Or Zach, that's great for you. You started on Periscope five years ago and, and it's different now because I can't use Periscope to get started. Or, you know, what is your thought around people who are like, well, it's different now because X, Y, and Z. I know that's a really loaded question. <laughs> yes. And it's different now, but I've had to learn and adapt over time. I didn't know about email us 10 years ago. I didn't know about SEO 10 years ago. I didn't know about anything X, like 10, like 10 years ago, all I knew about was blogging and Pinterest. Like that was it, maybe a little bit of social media. I didn't know anything about ads. So everything's always evolving. There's always something new and growing and you have to always be learning and that's okay. But at the same point, I still know what my audience needs and I'm gonna still stay on top of that. I'm gonna still constantly be researching. I'm constantly learning myself to just know what is what is hot in the market for my audience and what are they wanting right now. I'm doing constant market research in Facebook groups and asking questions and and asking my audience like as simple as a poll on Instagram stories. Hey, are you look are you wanting to learn more about this or this? What is cha- your challenge right now? This or this? And then I create it. And then it's like, "Oh, she was in my head." No, you commented on my poll. Like, that's re- <laughs> like it's really okay, but um, use it to the benefit. And as, as long as you're constantly listening and not getting like complacent, it's anything's possible. Yeah, that's so good. And there's one other thing that I just want to pull out of there, which is you said you've been doing this for how long? 10 years. 10 years. And you built it to this incredible place without, would you, would you say that it was like a bigger time commitment early on? Or have you always been kind of like, this is my side project um that's become something incredible like a movement we'll we'll link you guys up because i think anyone who wants to study like literally movements should look into what you're doing because you have such an incredible brand and a following and um i don't want to gush but it's just so <laughs> cool to see um but but was this like a bigger commitment early on that's like you've systematized into a lower commitment or what would you say about that yes and no i think early on it was more a hobby so it was more like if i had an idea and i wanted to execute it i did it i didn't have kids back then um if i wanted to stay up watching real housewives and eating ice cream and making a resource like a lot of my older resources have like real housewives names like in the the activity it's like it's really funny when i look back <laughs> on them when i when i use them with my students i'm like hi like i could see which housewife is on at the moment um but back then i did it when i wanted to but i didn't understand the potential so i was creating resources i was making money but i didn't understand the true marketing aspect of it and what the possibilities were. And now once I learned the, the marketing side, I realized that I couldn't do it all. If I was going to do it all, I, I, I did burn out in early, early on. And, it, and that's not even saying I, I worked a lot of hours. I might have been like 20 hours a week, but after working a full-time job with kids, with a husband, you know, with family saying, Hey, where, where are you? Like, why aren't you coming over? Um, 
things had to change. And I will say that 2020 was the best thing that ever happened because I was forced to ask for help when the world shut down and I had no childcare and my audience was saying, I need more and more and more and more and more. And I was like, sweet, I can make more and more and more. And there was only so many time, so many hours in a day. And there was only so much of me to do that. And I realized then that there was a slew of people looking for work that had more skills than me. And why not use them? There's so much there that's just incredible because you are like, like the, the, the reason I wanted you on is because you just break the stereotypes that the entrepreneur marketing bubble likes to talk about, which is like, you have to burn the boats and go all in and treat it like a business if you want to be successful. And you started as a hobby and, you know, they say like, just, you know, more content or more products is not the answer. And you have a, a full product suite and memberships and, and content. And you just continue to break these stereotypes. And I think for people listening, like my intention if they were listening for one thing is like, you can really do whatever you want in terms of content, product, price point, and be successful. And that's what gets me so geeked up about having you here. There's no rules. Like you can take what's working and reuse it. If you go through my Instagram, like I've reused stuff. My blog, I, I went like three years without vlogging. Guess what? People were still finding my blog posts. Like I reshared old things. If it was working, someone new is coming into your world that doesn't know about it. Like, let's be real. In a month, if you reach, if you say the same story on like Instagram stories, like they're not going to remember like, oh, she said that a month ago. Like, it's really okay. This is so cool. So if somebody's listening and they're like, all right, I'm hooked. I like the idea of like a low ticket, high volume business. I like the idea of really not subscribing to the the marketing entrepreneurial norms that we hear a lot in in this kind of noisy space what would you say to somebody who's like okay i'm all in i want to do this and like i don't want to say where do i start cuz i think for me what i'm taking away from you is like pick your platform whether that be blogging tiktok instagram whatever and just go and it's it's not a one year process. You've been doing this for ten years. So for somebody who's listening, who's like, okay, I'm I'm all in. What would you say to them? Is like imparting your wisdom of what you've learned over the last ten years with this type of product based business. Listen to what your audience is saying. If there's a hole in the market, and that's something that you are the if you know more than them, at least a little bit more, fill that hole. If people, it's not like it's one thing. It's one person, but if you start hearing a trend like oh, I need this. Oh, I need this. That means it's not there. That means what, what is there, they're not liking. And that you could be that person to create it. And it only takes a few people to know, like, and trust, and then love to then spread the word. Yeah, that's so good. And the reason I keep pointing out that you've been doing this for, for so long is you're only 22, right? <laughs> I wish, but thank you. <laughs> um, the yeah, I, I started keep, out when I was 12. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So the, the reason I keep pointing that out is because I think, especially with low ticket, it's like, there's this perception that you've got to do it all overnight. And, you know, you start with one or two sales and and then it's so good that people tell people. And it's kind of this like, spreading effect, almost like a, like a wildfire. That's like, the more you do it, the more it spreads to more people and the more you create this movement. And, and that's what I love you. Um, you just did a a virtual retreat and I've been creeping on it and watching you talk about it. It's been so cool to see because you've really got this movement of people who are like, 
they're in it for the right reasons and they love what they do. And you have such this element of play and fun in your brand. And I think it's just this testament to the fact that you've given it the time to mature and grow. And I think with low ticket, like that's what we're learning in our side of the world is like, it's different. And it does take some time to mature and grow. And sometimes you are working a 20 hour week and sometimes you're working a five hour week. And as you grow and systematize, you get to allow people and your team and your brand to just shine. And it's been so, so cool to see. Don't be afraid to ask your audience and survey them. And just the first release is not the final product. It's not set in stone. Like I wouldn't throw it out and start a whole new product, ask them, make the tweaks. That's the benefit of a smaller audience is you can really have that engagement and hear from them and learn what they want. So this is so, this has been so great. Um, I know we covered a lot here and I just love it so much. If, if I could pull out a couple things and then I'm going to hand it over to you to tell us where we can go creep on you to see how you just continue <laughs> to crush it. Um, number one, you talked a lot about systemization and getting the right people in place and kind of letting that ego fall to the wayside that trust me, other people can do it better than you. I constantly shout out Jessica and Ashley from my team on this show, because we wouldn't have a business without them. Ashley and Jessica do a lot of stuff a lot better than me. Um, they deny it sometimes, but they're liars. So if you guys are listening, that's, you guys are liars. Um, <laughs> number two, you talked about the value of listening to your audience and starting small and starting where you are. And, and that really, we talked briefly about how you don't have to burn the boats and like give up your career or your life to start a business. And it's okay to just start where you are and um, I don't want to say dabble because you went, you really have gone all in, but, but have fun a, with it. Exactly. Have that, have that fun with it. And then the last thing that really stood out to me is like, there's nothing wrong with having a slew of products and having multiple offers and multiple ways to work with people and still treating a $3 product the same way you treat a $300 product because that's going to wow people and, and help them share even more. Is there anything else you want to add that you're like, man, it's super important that we just make sure people take this away from the show. Still treat your audience as if they were spending that 2000 and they will come back and love up on you more and more. I love it. Well, Hallie, for those who are like, okay, with the shroud of mystery, how do we, where do we find you on Instagram? Where do we find you, you know, on, on, the blog, like, where can we check you out if we're like, you know, we don't want to inflate your traffic with marketers, but I know people are going to want to creep because I've said so many good things, I hope, um, about what you're doing. Sure. So my website is speechtimefun.com. I'm on all social media, Instagram, Facebook at speechtimefun, at speechtimefun. And my membership is SLP Elevate. I also have a podcast, SLP Coffee Talk, where you can see how I'm also just trying to nurture my audience always and just loving up on them. So it's awesome. Well, we're going to link all of that up in the show notes over at heartsoulhustle.com forward slash N Y A P zero three eight. So that's heartsoulhustle.com forward slash N Y A P zero three eight for not your average podcast episode number 38. Hallie, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, Guys, like go send her a DM, tell her how much you appreciate it. Um, she might not respond because she's not working that much. Um, <laughs> someone, else, someone else is in my DMs for me. So. <laughs> Somebody else will be in her DMs and pass along that appreciation to her. But um, just, just show her some love because seriously, I cannot thank you enough. Um, you don't work crazy hours and 
you've showed up after work for us. And um, I just sincerely appreciate it. It's been so cool to see what you're up to. And um, I just want to give you a big, big thank you for supporting our audience. My pleasure.